You are now listening to the Flotaku Podcast, where we talk anime culture, lifestyle, arts, and music. I am your host, recording artist, songwriter, enthusiast of all things otaku, Twizzy Ramos. Hey yo, what's good Flotaku gang? Hope you're having a blast today. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast today. We're going to talk about some Tokyo Avengers. I got a very special guest I'm so stoked to have here. We got content creator, media personality, but before we get into it, we like to ramble anime. And I bring on guests who are not only weaves, but creatives like myself, from musicians, cosplayers, content creators, and whatnot. They call me the otaku rapper, cat daddy, metalhead, the man who's only seen two out of the big four, so therefore is a complete poser, Twizzy Ramos. Check out my music on all streaming platforms, Spotify music, yada, yada, without further ado. We got my friend, fantastic Frankie. What's good? Yeah, I'm I'm great. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, man. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast. I had to snatch up the opportunity right quick when you posted that uh, TikTok recently about Tokyo Revengers. And I'm just like, oh, I'm watching that. Oh, I'm going to ask her. (laughs) I was just like, that's so dope, man. How are things with you? And um, yeah. First impressions of Tokyo Revengers and your thoughts on it. You're going to do a review too eventually. I'm going to check out that in your channel too. Yeah, yeah, I definitely should do a review. Um, I loved it. Uh, I compared it to Yu Yu Hakusho, but mm-hmm. really because it's like middle school children fighting from the hood, which I felt like was heavy influence in Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah. But honestly, it reminded me a lot of um, this short anime I watched called Erased. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very similar concept, but they were even younger where this, this guy could like go back a couple minutes or um, and like redo something. If he messes up, it was like just something he had in him. He didn't know why. And then one day he just gets sent all the way back to when he's like eight and um just a little younger from what's happening in tokyo Revengers exactly there's no fighting and, or yeah. anything and it's more about he has to stop a pedophile so it's oh. very different in themes but it's it's very good it's like a short story i see tokyo revengers going for a, a way longer time um but i love it i love watching street kids scrap mm-hmm. um i love how high the stakes are throughout the show without magic or anything and I love when uh, anime has scenes. Hunter x Hunter does it with mm. the Chimera hey. Ant where they're like, yeah, I saw it. You know, <laughs> when they're like the, um, what's his name? Meruem comes back Meruem's and he's coming back with the, villain. right? I, I don't know. I thought it, it dragged, but even, even still, he comes back and there's a race against time where the butterfly guy is mm-hmm. trying to um, kill uh, that's not nose kid while Killua was trying to figure out what she's doing. And yeah. trying- so I love things where it's like, there's a race type of thing. Mm-hmm. There's a clock there. And it's like, we need to achieve this by a certain time. So I love that about Tokyo Revengers. If I had to rate it one through five Frankie flames, I would give it a four. Absolutely. A four, Maybe four wow. and a half, four and a half. Yeah. And we're only halfway there. So that's a pretty good score for something that's halfway there, but it's definitely piqued my interest. Not immediately from the start, because, you know, first off, it's getting compared a lot by a race. And I was wondering, why is it getting compared to a race? I'm like, okay, I see what you mean after you describe the synopsis of a race. Um, For me, I thought, okay, this is another time travel anime, a little bit of Back to the Future, but let's see what kind of how they do it differently. And I love it when they do it a different way, because this one, it's like... um, the, the, the race against time you were saying, because when he goes back to time, he doesn't go back to the same day. 
that right because a lot of anime a lot of shows or time travel concepts it's like okay i messed that up i'm gonna go back to those to that day but they go right. back to day one this one is like oh what if this is whatever day it is today it's that exact date just 12 years ago 12 years before yeah yeah 2007 i think is when he's like a kid and um yeah so i think that concept is really cool another thing that sticks out to me too that i don't see in a lot of anime that i think should be in a lot more anime you know when they do like okay this is us 10 15 years ago but this is us now they look exactly freaking the same except with yes. the same haircut the same clothes they're just a little taller it's like how have you not changed in 15 years yo but for this one these characters are nothing like they were in high school i love it and because <laughs> these characters are people who peaked in high school and mm. i think that's the best part about it so all of them are you're right it's not just fashion they dye mm. their hair they're full of life so some characters you know you see them in the present and they missing teeth their hair is messed up and mm. their clothes um got bacon neck it's all tore up and then you see them back 12 years prior where they were flourishing like young men and yeah they got a die job because their mom kind of yeah, they could afford yeah. now their mom paying for their stuff the, the drip is uncanny even the main character he used to dye his hair blonde and like you know gel it up and stuff yeah, like that and now yeah, he's yeah. lazy yeah the whole look and it makes it easier to instantly to identify yeah for sure you know, and this who. one is like their jobs too it's like things that they wanted to do for example um the one character like his homie that wanted to be a hairstylist and the first the first time and it's like he's nothing like a hairstylist now he like owns like a host club or whatnot and yeah he's like, oh, oh, he must be happy now he's extremely unhappy like he didn't follow his dreams it looks like you know he's making a lot of money and whatnot and things like that and it, i think that's what gave me a sense of realism with this show than most mm -hmm. time travel because i also i watched another kind of time travel one recently another recent one's called when they cry and mm -hmm. it's, it's it's the same thing it's like i like the time travel aspect but they're the same thing when you were saying eight years from now they're the same characters so uh the main character uh takamichi it's kind of cool to see him go back time and it's like oh i wish i didn't act like that i wouldn't be where i am today it makes you like th i start thinking about like my life and be like oh man there were so many things in high school that i was afraid of doing that i should have just done Cause this is what I wish I had that, that, that Takamichi power too or whatnot. So that gave it a lot of realism for me. I think also about not just his character, but word to judgment day, uh, mm -hmm. like Terminator that there's not, you know, we always regret some of our choices and we're like, our life will be so much different. Um, and what this show is showing us is that, you could do things totally different, but like some things are predestined. Exactly. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So like the main character, I've been calling him like Tamagotchi. I don't know what his Tamagotchi. name is. I'm so, I'm <laughs> so terrible same, with it's names. It's a rhyme. <laughs> that, yeah. Tamichi, whatever. I, I know when I read it, whatever. But um, he makes changes so often to the mm -hmm. past. And he still comes back and he's still working at that DVD and it's place. still the same thing. You yeah, know he, what I'm saying? Yeah, he's he wakes still, up and he's successful. like, oh, I'm still working here. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. still dirty because some of it is inherently his character traits. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's so important that like changing one thing in your life that you interacted with is not going to change it. And mm -hmm. that they're showing you that he's saving people's lives. And even still, still the, same the same result. Thing. Exactly. Because mm -hmm. 
just nature versus nurture, the way people move, something is going and he's messing with gang activity. And I, I, I personally do not know. Mm-hmm. And the route that he's going to now with like, I'm going to become the head of the gang is honestly the only way I could see him changing it. But with gang activity, it's, it, it's so influential in your decisions and your movements that I feel like no matter what, this is going to be the ending. Like Hina's mm-hmm. going to die um, because it's gang activity. So mm-hmm. if he's the head, that guy, Kiaski, whatever, who's against him is still not going to mess with him. Still going to try to kill the girl, whoever else he puts in head of that gang. Mm-hmm. It's still going to become corrupt because after 12 years, that fun stuff that they were doing when they were, <clears throat> 13 mm. gets old and things get we even see it now the stakes get higher every mm. time he goes back right at first he was just getting beat up in the courtyard and now they do they poke at each other people get in surgery I'm, poking is new york slang for getting stabbed or shanked oh yeah, yeah, yeah but was, i'm sorry I, but um so I, I think it's interesting how he changes things, but not that much changes. Mm-hmm. His friend who's a hairdresser is still depressed and scared. You know, like a lot of the same is is, is still the same. And that's a big like spoiler alert to all those listening. Definitely see oh, up sorry. Up, at least 30. <laughs> Although we said spoiler at the beginning. Oh, they know. It'll be in the <laughs> description. But the big thing to uh, to support that is uh, his friend Sendo. The guy who wants to like he he has really nice hair by the way I like I love that pompadour that red pompadour the cool the cool cool hairstyle I love that yeah we're gonna compare compared to we're gonna compare drip for sure we're gonna compare drips for sure um yeah the sendo guy um you saying oh oh I changed time oh he's actually a hairdresser now wow he's totally different from this like bald guy with a tattoos owning a host club. But then it's the same. It's it's him that like ran over Hinata, and first that's a gas moment, man. I held my breath when that happened. I thought for I sure said, it was I like the leader it. of the gang. You're <laughs> what? Yeah, when I saw it was revealed to be him, I was like, oh dang! Oh, I thought he was doing good. Yeah. I was sad. He's still working for them sad. or something. Like he's definitely underneath, and he's taking orders. He's being threatened at some point to do something yeah. like that. Like he's being threatened, and he was meaning to kill his friend tried- too. He, he meant to kill him the first time too. Yeah. Remember, he pushed him in the tracks. So exactly. in both situations, it is him who does the betrayal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's him who's going crazy because he's being blackmailed by an outside source. Mm-hmm. So I think ultimately what we're going to see is, you know, oh boy, I'm going to call him Tamagotchi. Tamagotchi. Um, he he has to, to make that decision. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be stuck in your head. Um, he's going to be like, what I, I need, I think he's going to have to consider murdering people or stopping because it's out of his control. The people who are against him are not the people in his vicinity, mm-hmm. but people from a different gang, a rival gang and having to go against that is going to be a really tough choice for him. Yeah. And I think that's what adds mystery to this anime. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of shown in because of the, the gang, the gang wars, but I think that's what adds mysteries. Like, okay, we're trying to reverse time. We're trying to go back in time and then figure out something. But you're like, oh, crap. It's not this guy. Oh, he wasn't the problem. And then as he uncovers more, because like, okay, let me be part of the gang now. So now he's part of the gang. Then he sees like where it goes wrong between uh, Mikey and 
uh was it Draco? Draco? Draken? I love that guy. Dragon. I'll be calling yeah, him Dragon. Draco, Dragon. Ooh, I love how big he is. <laughs> yeah, he's well. the quiet, the, silent type. Like, yes, know, and he's assassin. dressed yeah, like a nice. hood tall guy. Yeah, and he's... that's my favorite too. The dialogue is yeah. I, so authentic. There are American shows mm-hmm. that don't have that type of authenticity when they're talking about like guys from the hood. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was like, I don't know who they talking to, but there's definitely a Jamal on that on the writing team. team. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Somebody nah, from nah, the hood nah, in the writing say, team for sure. Yeah. He was like, yeah, talk, tell, tell them to flash him up. Don't put beat him up put flash or yeah, there is yeah. like a lot of stuff that i'm like i think they actually say oh yeah nah. you want to get these hands like, like they say these hands they yeah, say, yeah, yeah these, hands, these yeah. hands some of the terms like the fighting terms i like it better because because it's always like i'm gonna kick your ass you bastard you know yes. like, the, so i and like the he's terms like, you gonna get these hands today yeah. i said wow yeah. and it could also be that japanese the Japanese love black culture. So they're definitely mm-hmm. watching our shows. They're listening to our music. So it could be that it's just. I'm going to look up for the Pope now. I'm going to look up for the Pope now. You're going to look like, who said Pope? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to look for that. You're like, yo, my titles. man's got poked in the thing. And then you're like, poked. Yeah. It sounds a little oh, dirty. I learned that from Frankie. I understand. Yeah. Okay. I got it. <laughs> but yeah, Draken and uh, Mikey, I love the the character, um, the chemistry between those two. Because first off, like you go back and you're like, okay, at some point they were against each other and they hate each other and they, they were against each other. And that's why all this happened. This, this gang thing, like Toma or whatnot. That's why Toma started attacking and stuff. And that's where Toma went wrong. So he keeps going back and be like, where, where did they fight? When they're just fighting about ice cream and like, you know, like the smallest things. And it's like, oh, this is where they fight. (laughs) That's my favorite of all of them. Like, I didn't even care about Hina. It was all about Draken. Like, I was like, what? Oh my God, you gotta say. And I, he's becoming him and his relationship with Mikey mm-hmm. is becoming my favorite. So they're so cool when, together. Yeah. I love it. It's and they're big like brother, little brother. Kind of. Exactly. And you would think that Draken would be the the hothead and stuff the more like that. So I think he's, one. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He's the one like, chill. Let's think about this. Let's he's be a stoic reasonable. One absolutely so yeah i was on the edge of my seat for like three episodes even when he uh spoiler again when he dies in the mm-hmm. um when he dies in the ambulance i just i just said like oh thank god the ambulance is here he in the ambulance he's gonna be okay and then he flatlined i said oh my god <laughs> and then he came back and i was like yes and yeah, then they're yeah. like he's in surgery i was like oh my that god was so- and like, then they're so- joking about it too man like the way they just like mess with you like um like in the, they're in the house one of my favorite episodes uh they're in the house uh you know takamichi just like stood up for him all that all the stabbing happened the gang war happened and then his friends come over and he's telling takamichi tamagotchi that like um okay they're fighting right now there's like oh they're fighting and then draken comes out and then he go draken leaves mikey comes in to be like hey what are you doing here I'm here to see my yeah. friend. What are you talking about? This is my friend. And then he's yeah. all like, oh, this is where they start fighting. And then they start destroying his stuff like one by one, like his bike. It's like, that's my I first home run bat and whatnot. Yeah. That was hilarious. I love how it was diffused by him getting poop in his head because that yeah. would diffuse any situation. I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. This is gross. So sure. I think it's very... It's very realistic in a lot of ways. And you're right. I think the time travel lore 
is some of the best I've seen. And when they explained it, it made perfect sense. Like mm-hmm. to this day, I don't understand what they were talking about in Avengers Endgame or Steins Gate. Have you seen Steins Gate? I have, I have not finished Steins Gate, but I do remember. No one has. And, and, when stuff, be, yeah. and when people were like, I finished it, understood. I was like, shut up. Mm-hmm. Nobody understands what's going on in Steins Gate. We just pre- pretending because the lore is just so confusing. Mm-hmm. And the show, the way that they it's composed this confused and that's the nature of it like it's very sophisticated but with this i loved how easy it was to digest to follow and really too look yeah. at it follow yeah because a lot of like these time travels you know the way that they set it up it's like but you don't know what time it is like it happens so often the time mm-hmm. skip that you don't know they right. don't explain to you oh but this was the week before this day this one is easy okay it's whatever's right. happened it's 12 years before at the same day we shake hands we didn't explain anything. Yeah. Why well, how come shaking hands really works? Like we didn't explain anything. I don't know. I, I don't know if we're gonna get to actually explaining it, but I'm so invested in the story right now that I don't even care if they don't get to it. <laughs> I, it's the least thing on my mind, yeah, but it's, it's the, the rule that mind. I get. I say, but, okay, whatever. But that's how you know the time the lore in the time travel concept is so good because you're not asking about what is the technicality, what is the logic and how is this working? You're just concerned about like, whoa, whoa, are we going to find out who did this? Are we going to find exactly. out what happened and stuff? So we keep going back and you know, like when, when um, Sendo crashed the truck and then the first time he was bald and he, he you know, he had all the tattoos, he jumped in. Great animation, animation yeah. on yeah, his exactly. tattoos. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That was, that was, that was, yeah, the tattoos is definitely what let them stick out too. And I'm always like, okay, if they look extra good, they don't look like, like a grunt. They're definitely a main character in the game. Yeah. You know I mean? It's got that Kuroko vibes where it's like, if he doesn't have dyed hair, he's not important. Like, he's not balling. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. he's on the bench. Exactly. So with that, but, um, you know, so who do you think actually drove that car into Hinata the first time around? When or do you oh, think because it couldn't have been it couldn't have been him both. I don't times. think it could be him both times. And it's like, is this a character that we haven't met yet? Possibly, that's just trying to kill I him. I think. I think the first time it was the lackey. The second time he was chosen because he wasn't in the organization. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So when and he was he went, close to Tamagotchi. and he was close to him, and they're trying mm-hmm. to like get him on that on that level. But the first time he was a nobody. Mm-hmm. So yeah, old boy was like, yeah, just push him on the train, whatever. That's easy. But he still was connected to the organization where he was important, and he couldn't like they wouldn't send him to kill Hina. But you, the first time I think too, it was anyone. You think it was anyone? Um, the, you know what's funny too? A question I keep asking is like, why keep killing Tamagotchi? Like, what is it? It's like they know he can time travel and change. Things. I I was saying that somebody yeah. else is time traveling. Somebody else knows that he's doing that. So somebody else yeah. is going back there and watching what he does. Because why target him? Is this guy that works at like a DVD store and like he's really a nobody. He's not doing nothing. Especially the first time. He's so far removed from that activity. Mm -hmm. Why go out to kill her and to kill him if he hasn't touched them in 12 years? Because he wasn't even a gangster. Yeah, on the current current timeline, before he time travels, he's not even a gangster. Like he got beat up in the past and then that's it. He left that life and he ditched it. He wasn't even part of the gang. So why keep killing him? Like he wasn't part of the gang. Yeah. Agreed. I think someone is. I don't know if it's that guy with the cool Punisher punishment and sin tattoos yeah. or the guy that we're about to meet um, who they said idolized Mikey. And then that grew into resentment. Mm-hmm. But I agree that there is definitely someone else who can time travel. Yeah. 
or knows that he can time travel. Mm -hmm. But I want to say it's the former because like you said, the first move, the first move wouldn't make sense. Now, now people trying to kill him makes sense. He was part of that gang Mm -hmm. and they're like hurt Mikey, but he wasn't Mikey's friend until after he time traveled. Exactly. They already know. They already know. Um, yeah, so I, I'm I'm excited to see where it's going. I, let's do some predictions. So one of my okay. predictions. Um, so I don't I don't haven't read the manga or anything like that. I'm just waiting for the anime. Um, 24 episodes, I think. So they got a good 10 more or so. I feel like him traveling back to time is still gonna lead to somebody trying to crash Hinata, you know, trying to drive drive into Hinata and trying to kill him because because now he's gonna be the leader of the the Toma gang, right? I feel like him being a leader of a Toma gang is still going to lead into people attacking him or more. It's almost like it's a third lever. It's, it's a third layer of somebody knowing that he's time traveling to be the leader of Hinata. Therefore, that person is time traveling to try and stop him from being the leader of, Hinata, uh, the, of, yeah. uh, of the gang. So I think there's a third layer here where what he's trying to do to change things, that's actually more leading to what whoever the bad guys like the leader wants of him trying to end Hinata and him. So I feel like that's something we're going to discover later on. And it's like a good shocker too. Yeah, I agree. Um, and that's kind of what I was hinting at before yeah. that, like he's making moves that are ultimately still putting her in danger and going to lead to the same result where his friend is scared of, you know, the other gang, this, the same thing I think is going to happen the route that he's choosing to go. Mm. Now, I think to your point, I think that means that he's going to have to figure out who's behind him and mm. kill him. Yeah. You got to figure there. out who else is time traveling and are they exactly. aware at that time, at that time from the seven years ago, are they aware that they're time traveling or whatnot? Exactly. So they, yeah. When do they figure out they gotta be, you're right. You're right. And I yeah. cannot wait. I don't, you're right. I'm the same. I haven't read the manga, mm-hmm. um, but I'm very interested to see how that kind of plays out. All right, man. So I, I'm excited now. It's so funny when you just mentioned the uh, the whole big brother, little brother thing between Mikey and Drake and uh, Draco Dragon comparison. I don't know why it came back to mind. Every I never thought of comparing it to Yu Yu Hakusho, but ever since I saw that uh, that video of yours, I just keep comparing everything to Yu Yu Hakusho. And I was like, that reminds me of Big Taguro, Little Taguro. Yes, <laughs> like exactly. Were the they both had hands? Them. Yeah, they both had hands. But, but it was the, the little one. one was quiet. Yeah. The little one was it the was, one who was really, you had to be scared one. of. That was the odd headed. Yeah. That was the odd headed one controlling everything. Yeah. And it's funny. A lot of people are like, that's a weird choice to compare it to Yu Yu show. And I was like, it's not. It's obvious to compare it to a race. But like at its core, Yu Yu Hakusho, Yu Yu um, didn't even use that much magic. Like no. um, Hiye and Karama obviously were demons. So demons. of course they did. But Kurabara and um, Yusuke couldn't use but so much spirit magic, right? Mm. They had but so much in there. So for the most part, they were just throwing hands. We are introduced to them as 13-year-old gang members who Especially are fighting each other. Especially the first like, few episodes before he jumps into demon world and become the spirit detective. It's really yeah. like, the same concept where it's like Kubaro and uh, Yusuke are just like, exactly, they're all throwing hands. They're just like, they're part of like gangs and whatnot. And they're just like, that's kind of how it works. So I didn't think about it until you pointed that out. And like, eh, it kind of makes sense. And they both get a second chance. Right? Yeah, how many sure. second, oh, the second chance? Yeah, yeah. Because I think when you mention Yu Yu Hakusho, the first thing people think, the first thing I think in my head is like tournament, demon world, 
sensui. So it's like I, yeah. I forgot the beginning concept of it. Is sorry, it started out as uh, you middle aged student. These guys do not look middle aged, by the way. On uh, Tokyo Adventures, let me tell you. The Japanese, I mean, not you have to show though more so teenagers. These guys look like full grown mafias. They never, yeah. they never look like teenagers. Like I had found out on Black Clover, or not even at Hunter x Hunter, Leorio yeah. 17, right? You're like this adult. Leorio 17? Says, I don't he's remember. A child. He's 17. Yeah. Dude's remember a doctor. When, they, when they're getting no, he's training he's to training become to a, be doctor. a doctor. And um, in the first, when they're getting their hunter's license, Leorio's in a game against this woman and it's like a questions game. And they are like, you have to tell me this is a lie or not. And um, Gon tells Leorio to tell her that he's a teenager, which is the truth. And he was like, what? Everyone could tell him a teenager. And then she was like, what are you talking about? Like, so he's definitely a teenager. Or have you seen Black Clover? Mm-hmm. the head of it who looks like a middle-aged old man the head of the black bulls i forgot his name the goku looking big guy whatever yeah. he looks like he's like 45 and has like cirrhosis of the liver and you find out he's like 28 oh my god so yeah. like i don't know i don't know what the aging and i was like it's not even like japanese people age quickly so i don't know because they normally look very very good for a long and like, time and like the de- muscle definition is the big i mean i was like besides this is not jojo where like I am twelve, I am fully defined yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, but with this one, it's like yeah, muscle definition for these middle aged kids. Oh, they're scary, man. They know better. I was like, y'all know, y'all know, y'all not this big. Relax, relax, please, Mikey. I think the only I always reference like Death Note yeah. is one of the only animes I've seen where everyone looks Japanese. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it's not just the hair color like the size proportions and mm-hmm. stuff like that death note is like one i'm like oh everybody actually looks japanese in this um versus like and then like perfect blue and stuff but like versus like black these animes, like something. you gotta you gotta put different colors and styles on every character so that they can recognize oh let's talk about the drip by the way if we're gonna compare you you and stuff like that okay tokyo avengers or you you definitely you you not even close yo Mm -hmm. they were in a uniform for most of tokyo revengers and when they're not they wearing like t-shirts and cargoes the hair is tight the hair is on some j-rock-ish though man like yeah yeah. Um, i used to like watching yusuke get the hair gel punched out of him so he had his hair like gelled back and then he get hit and then his gel is out and now his hair is all wild i'm like dang i just like the bomber jackets too the sweatpants and stuff and like uh, yeah i remember what's his name botan she was always fresh when she came back to the human world and um uh, yeah but also it's because 90s making a big comeback that's also like a very big thing so it's almost like exactly. maybe in 2009 we look at you you and be like oh look at what they're wearing but then now it's yeah. like oh these guys are fresh this is nice like, these guys are clean <laughs> you know but i think who does a better exam a better drip that's mm-hmm. modern is jujitsu kaizen like oh, yeah. i think they're they're doing the street style and still like designing the uniforms and kind of altering it you know yeah. to the individual in a way that kind of reflects like some fire drip but mm. i think it's the swag you're thinking about the swag of these boys are on a thousand on yeah, a thousand. Yeah, yeah. they drip in swag i love it and i love that when they alternate the characters like just just a whole drip like every season or whatnot it's just like that adds so much to it 
goes back to like me saying like, you know, when, oh, three years later, they're still wearing the same clothes, but just they're just a little taller. So it adds more to the characters as they grow, right? And them changing their hairstyles and whatnot. So yeah, definitely. Tokyo Revengers has its own style, but like you, you have to show definitely for the trip. Agree, agree. So what are some, uh, what are the other things you've been watching? Um, you were talking about some Tier Eternity? Yeah, so like obviously I like to be sad all of the time. I lost so, I watch a lot of sad boys anime too. I feel you on that. <laughs> you know, and normally I don't. I'm into action and fighting and mm-hmm. I need to see it. And I don't even I don't even know how I got there. I know my boyfriend had brought it up and he was like, I'm watching it. And I was like, whatever, I'll check it out. And then all of a sudden I was like, this is so sad, but I can't stop watching. And it gets sadder every episode. Every like, yeah, it's already it's sadder sad in the first show. episode. You already like, you already get feels on the first episode. Because like, oh, we're introducing this character. I don't know anything about it when I watched it. Uh, yeah. My friend Tola recommended it. Shout out to Tola. We're gonna get her a future episode as well too. Um, but yeah, um, I watched the first episode not knowing anything about it. So I'm thinking like this Fuji guy, Fuji, is the main character for sure. But he dies in the first episode i'm like okay what is the format of the show i don't even know but i was sad and then you meet the girl um the little girl who's about to be sacrificed oh, she's so cute by the way when she, she hears- was adorable <laughs> she was so cute. when she hears that she's getting sacrificed they're like oh i'm sorry we're gonna end your life soon she's like no does that mean i don't get to grow up yeah yep. yeah then no i don't want to die <laughs> just like i was up. so sad for her they drew her with like a little tooth missing mm, and yeah. even her deciding to still be sacrificed so that her like little sister mm. would be sacrificed mm. made me it was really sad and i like to watch um what's his name yuri um Fushi. whatever the fushi. fushi i love watching fushi grow i haven't watched it in english i'm afraid to like hear how his speaking is yeah i'm afraid because like you know how he speaks in japanese yeah oh. he how to speak and it's like very slow and weird i was like this is gonna be offensive when they it's, it's kind of funny though i like it because he like slurs it and then i think like yeah yeah me and my girl too and we watched it together and the moment he said arigato as a wolf when he's like yeah. ever since we saw that we're, we'd say thank you to each other we're like i'd hold the door for her or whatever like yeah. i love it but no it, it makes sense right for the character to be like he's learning english as an adult how yeah, to move his yeah. mouth and i think that's cute that like damn it's sad though it's so sad that like me and my boyfriend had to make jokes the mm. last couple would um, Google spoiler alerts uh-huh. when Hell Google yeah. passes and he's like doing a full plank to make sure that his girl don't get crushed again. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm like, try not to cry. We make jokes like, dang, this guy's oh, crushed face is intense. We cry. Oh my gosh. No. <laughs> Thugs don't cry. So I've been trying not to, but dang, it's sad. Sad. And it's like, you see him building a life aging because he doesn't have to fade, doesn't have to shape shift. And like to see him like I'm feeling this is not my pain that I'm feeling. And then him shape shifting into him knowing like, oh, my God, he's dead now. Yeah, him shape shifting. He's like him. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because like, oh, I get to turn into this person now. Oh, I get to turn to this creature now. And then he finds out he's him. And it's like sad that he's him. And it's just like he starts bawling. And he starts yelling that he's, he's him because he knows what happened. And that was just, that was sad. And the same thing happened with the little girl. I forgot the little girl's name. Um, yeah. Dang, what is her name? 
Now I can't remember, March, but the same thing March. happened. March. March. And she still was like, you know, he knew he was like, he, he tore up the whole city. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause he was like, she's dead. And he turned into the bear and was like, Oh, we out. Um, but yeah, I love the show. I think it's very well written. I think it's compelling and it has like just enough action to like pique your interest there. I was surprised there was actually that much action. Because when I was like definitely watching it, it's like, okay, supernatural slice of life. It gives me the vibes of, I don't know if you know, Mushishi, like Natsume, stuff like that. So I was like, I was fine with the whole kind of slice of life with like supernatural things already. But then when the action came in, it was so finely, finely animated too. And like the gore itself is like people being like <laughs> ripped apart in half and whatnot, eyes being poked up on like the bear. It's like, whoa. So we're on that extra <laughs> thing. Like whenever action comes out, we know action is going to come out. Um, but definitely, um, I don't know the format of the anime yet. And I think that's what makes it so enjoyable for me. But what I am going to keep in mind now is... <laughs> Every time we meet a new character, that I know they're gonna die. Just expect it. Whoever's closest yeah. to him, they're yeah. Told. Whoever's closest to him, because I think the story does a fine job of telling these new characters, like talking about March, and then we talking about Gugu. We spent eight episodes on Gugu, and I love that chemistry between Gugu and uh, the girl that he likes. Um, and they were just like back and forth, and I love Gugu. I want him to get the girl. I was just rooting for it. Oh man, we're gonna get there. There's this party, and then she's gonna say she loved him. There was a kissing. It all happened. I oh, I forgot that the format of the show is Fushi to keep evolving based on watching people around him die. So exactly. take over their bodies. I forgot about that. That when Fushi, when Gugu died, I thought for a second, like, oh, we're gonna do this. That's right. This is two years. I was like, dang, couldn't he turn in the old man? Couldn't the old man die? Couldn't the old man like the booze man? Yeah, I was just very, very hurt. I was very hurt. But you're right. It's the nature of the show. And you kind of have to remind yourself like, oh, yeah, this is what we do. Yeah, yeah. 25 episodes. So now it's like, I think I think they announced the first season at least is 24. So. I oh, saw okay, good. Yeah. So we got we got some time. We, we're going to we're going to meet a whole new character in a whole new village. I'm going to try to not, you know, get too, too attached from now on for sure. Cause you know, we know what's coming, but it's, it's really enjoyable the way they introduce these characters and it's a new world every time. And then um, just the side story on them before the, the wood people come out. I don't know what it's called. Like the bad guys, you know, the wood guys, the wood guys. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what they are. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't learn now. more about them. Like what's their motivation? Who's his creator? Cause I know we're starting to get to know him a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to see that as well. Yeah, because like we don't know who they are, but now we know they're adapting, and that's what makes the villain, whoever the main villain is, or whatever entity is so interesting, is because like they're adapting. They're just they're they're made out of wood first, they're just like roots, and now they're like stone. So it's like, oh, now you can't burn us. We're stone now. Then they die because of water. So what are what is like what is what is it gonna be? You know what I mean? You can't mm-hmm. do water now. So every single time there's like there are new elements. So now each fight is going to be even harder. And I'm excited to see yeah. how they're going to go with it, get away from that. Eh? And sure. they still have the bear. They still have that bear. Yeah. They have it like, so they normally take one of his forms. They took the bear form from him when they left this time. Oh, so he can't so, transform to the bear anymore? No, they took it. That's why his his boy was like, hey, yo, you going to let him leave? You need to kill him now. And he was just like really sad because Google had died and he let him go. But he still has the the entity still has the bear for him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yes. 
definitely recommend to your eternity if you want feels, but a little bit of unpredictability at that too. And in Tokyo Revengers, if you want mm. some time travel concept. Thrillers. Really, yeah, thriller, mystery, done in a really good way too, where you're not questioning the time travel because you care more about the story than the how the time travel is being done. So those are the two animations. Definitely check out. Uh, so fantastic, Frankie. Um, what have you been up to? How did you get into anime first off? And how did that lead you to uh, being a content creator and media personality within that and comics as well? Yeah, um, I'm definitely a tsunami baby. Um, you know, so I'm a millennial. I would come home from school and Dragon Ball Z, Sailor Moon, Yu Yu Hakusho on the TV, four to seven, Tenchi Muno, stuff like that. And it really got got me into it. Um, initially, it started out as a comic book head. It was like a way that my dad and I bonded. Mm. Uh, so the stories seemed fresh and different. I already made, read so many iterations of like Batman and, and Spider-Man and stuff. So to see another culture's version of it, to me was just mm. very exciting and interesting. Um, so from there, it just kind of grew, um, in terms of content creation, I think I've always been like an otaku who's like really big into like research of anything I'm consuming, mm. even media. And I realized that I was watching stuff and they were missing things. I was watching reviews. I was watching commentator, nerd commentators, and it typically were white males or white women or mm -hmm. like Asian women who've never been around people of color um, discussing things and not covering things that I noticed. And I realized it was because our stories and our experiences were very different. Um, so for a while I was waiting, waiting, waiting. And then I was like, I could just like be that person. So I started off just with my cell phone like I was filming videos on my cell phone editing it on like this free program on my surface and it's since grew to like the point that like I'm like oh I could do this full-time this is dope um and I love it so I'm in entering my third year like in this space creating content and you know I I do want to say COVID definitely helped because it gave me the time mm -hmm. to really like develop my stuff. People had time to watch it. And then I was able to really create a core group there as well. Yeah. And like what you were saying, like, I, I think your, your content as well, like the, the videos you produce and it, it seems so simple, but it's because your style is into it, is in it that makes it so appealing. And then you know, you get all, oh, you get so many comments and just like people just like you, your credibility and like what you say, and they're just like discussing it with you. And like, I love it because some of the topics you you do is like the last one I watched was like, which superhero villain was willing to go down on you? <laughs> yeah. Like that. It's just like, yeah, 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 yeah they yeah. will they're like definitely will not cover things like that in any other kind of media. And it's just exactly. like, we all think about it. Anyone that watches anime, we're a little bit of a sicko. We all think about it. Nobody's saying it though. <laughs> right. <laughs> like and that. they're yeah. scared. And I think initially it was like, I was able to be edgy because it was like, yo, I'm just going to do what I feel like doing. And then the good thing was because I was able to like, just do what I wanted, it mm -hmm. became my brand. So it's, it's made it so much easier to continue my content the way I want to do it because people know what to expect when they roll up. Like I'm going to mm -hmm. be wild. I'm going to talk about what I feel like it. 
And I'm going to call out things even for things that I love. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like, for me, uh, just starting out to be kind of working as a content creator full time. um, Something that's really, really inspiring because it's like, okay, there's a way where I can monetize it by giving people exactly what they want and how it should be done. But there's also a way where you can be fully yourself and ingest the content yourself, but then, you know, discuss it in how you want to discuss it, like, you know, project it and how you want to project it and people like latch onto that. So I think it's a, it's, it's a really beautiful with like how you brand it and how you do your videos too and stuff. So it, it's really cool how you discover. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so you also announced like recently you're being part of a dream con. So I think that's really, really cool. That oh, I'm so amped. Yeah. yeah, I'm so excited. You know, I and I know we talked a little bit about this off the air, but it's been very difficult for me as a content creator. Um, I'm Afro-Latina hmm. um, and I cosplay, but like for fun, like I'll buy stuff out off of Amazon and may wear it on like Halloween or at a con or something. But for the most part, I'm a content creator first. So like applying to different cons and things like that, I am there We're so few, so few of us are black and like con- female content creators that it, be, it became a game of like, who are you and what box can we put you in? We can't put mm-hmm. you with these men who are content creators. You're not a, you're not a cosplayer. Why would we have you here? Mm. And now, and I haven't been on TV or anything. So it's like, why, why would we include you? But now what I'm seeing is that, you know, I just worked hard and kept at it. And finally, mm. like you said, people are so engaged are so willing to talk to me, but then now I can use it as leverage. And finally I was able to get in and Dreamcon yeah. is one of my first. And I was amped. They're like, yeah, we want we definitely want you to come as a guest um i got some panels that i won't announce yet but they're gonna be dope and yeah i think people are really gonna enjoy what they see that's awesome and like i speak for that too because like in canada definitely in the cons that i i i i see there's definitely like a lack of like kind of like black i guess black women black female black voices in the content creator world or whatnot even in the programming world i could see because okay. if definitely there is if there was more we definitely there definitely be more like fantastic frankie and like content creators as guests and stuff like that so i'd love more in my cons definitely um wonder what are some uh kind of like oh i guess you can't really say about like your panel ideas and stuff not yet not, <laughs> not until yet. they announce it so but... it's gonna be like what are some ideas that we could like you know spice spice up these cons but yo DreamCon, man definitely congrats on that DreamCon. if you guys don't know it's uh it's being held in arlington texas right now it's held by the rdc world guys shout out to them big fan and it's just like i i I, hopefully next year i can travel there myself too because it's just a really fun con they have like smash tournaments man they're doing like pickup basketball and like there's like wrestling (laughs) like it's just like kind of all over the place and that's what i like to see more at cons man it's just like let's create all these like fun panels and stuff that you don't really see anywhere else you know Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's going to be incredible. Awesome. Um, man, I just want to say thank you so much for being part of the show. And um, I can't wait to keep checking out your content and stuff. Definitely check out Fantastic Frankie. She got some good drip on our website too, by the way. So make Yay. sure you check out that merch. The yeah. Fanboy Fighters. Fighter. <laughs> oh, before we go, want to explain a little bit about the Fanboy Fighters. Yeah. Um. So I, well, as I mentioned, when I started, it was 
definitely not any black women. Mm -hmm. And it's funny that you mentioned how credible of a source I am now. And it was really hard to get there. Um, So then I, I created the fanboy fighter moniker because when I initially started, anything I said was combated by these fanboys, like where they would try to discredit me. They call me dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, you know, I was a woman and a black woman and like they'd never see me in this space and they didn't know how to interpret it. Um, so, yeah, I started it as like anyone who won't let us be us and enjoy the content that we love is a fanboy and we're here to fight them. Um, so then I was able to start my company on that. And that's kind of how I grew, like being that fanboy fighter and speaking for the voices that are really unre- underrepresented in this space. Um, so, yeah, now I got some drip. I got some hats, some clothes so you can rap and let people know, like, yeah, I'm not here for that. That garbage. So, like, keep that somewhere else, you know? That's such a good idea for like the startup and like how how often do you guys do this? Do you guys just talk about like all kinds of stuff from comics to anime and kind of like a webisode what style? Like now it's just like it's like join the movement. Like we yeah. it's 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 challenging people who like comics, anime, or anything that's considered nerd topics yeah. to make sure that people around them aren't gatekeeping or mm-hmm. anything like that. So it's the same as being like labeling yourself an ally to any other group right it's Mm -hmm. me saying i am fighting people who don't who don't accept other people who look or are different than what they perceive who like Mm -hmm. this stuff do you okay then get the drip let people know that you don't and then yeah we fanboy fight in our in my comments so Mm -hmm. normally every friday i put a video out i put tiktoks on every day but every friday i do a thought out like video hmm. and responding to some you comments know, too eh? yeah exactly yeah. and i speak to everybody in there and the fanboy fighters my friends out here that's what i call them all they'll roll up and they help me now so mm-hmm. they'll be like i'm also a fanboy yes. fighter we not yes. taking that in here yes. and somebody's like oh you watched the dub version that's that's why oh god and someone else would be like uh-uh not in here we all enjoying yeah. it we're all doing this so yeah, that's kind of what that oh, means. Man. That is a beautiful. Thank you it. for sharing the the meaning of just the fanboy fighters itself. Like I, it was already like kind of mess. It, it was super catchy. Just fanboy fighters. And Thank you. And everything and the concept, knowing the concept now, definitely Flotaku Gang is going to support that. And oh, yeah, I, I know what you mean. There's a lot of toxicity in, uh, especially like in the anime community as well. It's just like, oh, you shouldn't cosplay that because you're not that. Well, guess what? They're Japanese. You shouldn't cosplay it either then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of gatekeeping. It's like, oh, you don't watch that? Then you're lesser of a fan or you're lesser at whatever. So that that's really cool. And that's definitely something that i try to do jumping into kind of a as a personality in the anime world too is just fight off not only the stereotypes but also kind of like the toxic people in it like the the gatekeepers and stuff like if you haven't seen 800 episodes of this then you can't call yourself no man like we try to enjoy the same thing here like you know what i mean so that that that's really really cool um yeah Fanboy Fighters, Fantastic Frankies, definitely check out our content. Much love for coming to the podcast and talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And good luck with everything and DreamCon. Uh, This is Twizzy Ramos, Flow Taco Gang. Thank you so much for listening till the next one. And we out. Yay.